right, welcome back to Made Arbitration, the Monday edition. I've been writing a brief for the last three days, and uh, last night I was cooked. Um, my brain was done, and so uh, I just couldn't do a, an episode, man. I, I had written uh, this brief. Uh, we had the uh, removal about January 5th, and management, uh, instead of doing an oil closing, they did a brief. And I told y'all that's how they do now is they, they don't do oral closings anymore with me. They do briefs. And so what I do is in Article 15, it says we can do a reply brief. And so that's what I asked uh, the arbitrator for permission to do a reply brief when management turns in their brief. And so she gave me that uh, opportunity. And so for the last three days, I've been writing a reply brief, 48 pages of it. And I'm the worst typer in the world. I click one one thing at a time, and it takes forever. So you can imagine 48 pages of reply brief. But uh, it was an arbitration we had last month. Like I said, it was a removal. Uh, we did very well. Now, the arbitrator is brand new. Uh, she's had one case, and she would tell us. She's like, no, I don't know the contract that well. Uh, matter of fact, we gave her a contract, the JCAM. So that she could have it. But uh, so everything had to be like somebody who had just seen it. And so it took forever in the hearing. JB was fantastic as always. Uh, in my brief, tried to break it down to somebody who's never seen the contract before. And so it was three straight days of typing. And uh, I was done. So B teams, anything I've ever said about y'all, I take it all back. I apologize. I couldn't do your job. I couldn't, if they offer, if they called me today and said, Corey, we're going to give you $300,000 a year to go do the B team. I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, was, I, I was almost crying, man, in here typing just that one little peck at a time. I was like, my God, how do they do that? Uh, so you don't get paid enough, B teams. <laughs> Let me tell you that. <laughs> Holy smokes, man. I was about to die in here, but. So I finally finished this thing up yesterday, emailed it off to the arbitrator and to labor, and uh, man, I crashed. I was done. And so, but um, let's talk about the B team. I, I know I get on them a lot, and I do. And uh, I think that we can do better. Now, I know that 99% of what the B team does is because of the business agent's office. Uh, I tell you, they're scared of cease and desist. Management has buffaloed us on that. And uh, we've even, I think, nationally have given up on it. And so it hurts us, that position. Uh, had somebody send me something earlier that, that uh, he had put in a, a grievance waiting on the B team, and the B team failed to acknowledge nine months' worth of uh, noncompliance. And he was steaming. And I didn't even get a cease and desist. He said, you know, this case was nine months of noncompliance. And uh, didn't even get a cease and desist out of it. And they didn't even address the noncompliance. And to me, that's the business agent's fault. Anything that you hear like that is the business agent's fault. And uh, we got business agents right now that don't know shit from Shinola. Uh, they just don't. I mean, straight idiots. Uh, there was somebody on social media the other day was talking about the red line policy. Coming back, you know, I talked about it a couple of episodes ago, said he had called his business agent and uh, the business agent's office told him that they can do the red line policy as long as they have the trays out for us when we get back. That's how damn stupid some of our business agents are. They don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. And it hurts us nationally. Um, it really does because you have carriers that are wanting to fight. Uh, they hear things on here that they're wanting to fight, and business agents don't know shit. And uh, that affects the B team as well, because when you have B teams, they're sending things up, getting their ass chewed out. You know, you're not going to send all these cease and desists up here. You know, you need to settle that for that old bitch-ass language. Uh, child comply, will comply. You know, quit sending cease and desists up here. I know that happens. I know that happens. And so... I give it to the B team <laughs> after sitting on my ass for three days typing 
I about died, man. Holy shit. But um, B teams need help. Our side needs help. Uh, it's We're at a complete disadvantage. Uh, I think our counterparts for management make, on average, $10,000 to $30,000 more than, than uh, the B team for the NELC. Completely unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. If I'm the president, I addressed that yesterday. You've got to pay the B teams more. And I'm talking about substantially more. Uh, you've got right now, I think you've got active 80 to 100 B teams active right now. Um, you can pay them substantially more. I would do that yesterday. They have got to make more money. It is completely, I know this no loss, no gain bullshit that we talk about. You can fix that, uh, President. You can fix that. Uh, you need to respect your B teams more. Having them going there and sitting across the aisle from somebody who don't know a damn thing, making ten to thirty thousand dollars more than us, pathetic. And if people say, "Well, they got three thousand dollars a couple of years back," well, they also made it to where that could be taxed. Didn't come out to shit. Uh, you've got to respect us more than that. If I'm meeting across anybody, no loss, no gain, and they're making $30,000 more than me, completely pathetic. Completely pathetic. You've got to fix that. I would call every B team in this country up to Washington, and we'll address things. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken. I was mistaken once before. But Right now, we've got 12,973 cases pending at Step B nationwide. Now, think about that number. 12,973 cases pending at Step B right now. Of those 12,973 cases pending at Step B, 10,647 are untimely. Do you hear that? 10,647 of those cases are untimely. Now, who does that hurt? City letter care. Because who files grievances? The city letter care. We file grievances. Managers have done file grievances. We do. And so that's 10,000 some odd people not being heard. We've got to fix that. It has to be fixed. We've put things in place that are straight up stupid. Uh, and it gives management no incentive, no incentive to resolve cases. You've got a C team now where cases will get sent to a C team and they handle cases. These pre-arb sessions have destroyed the B team. I'll just say that I know for a fact ours here locally, she will not sign off on shit. She don't want her name on anything. So she'll just send shit up and she'll tell her counterpart, It'll get pre-opted. There's no threat of arbitration here. In our region, there's no threat of arbitration. We've completely bitched out of arbitrations here in this region. We have bought the save money hook, line, and sinker that our president has, has shoveled down. Uh, save money at all costs. We have bought that shit. And arbitration, non-existent. Non-existent. That shit will change day one when I, when I when I get in office. That shit will change day one. We're going back into arbitration. It will be a threat again. Uh, and so uh, there's no incentive for management to to settle with these stupid pre-arb sessions because they, why would you put your name on anything? I'm not going to put my name on a on a B team decision that sets precedent when I can get a pre-arb and I can blame somebody else for it. That's what happens here in this installation, in this district. Why would she put her name on anything? Let it let it get pre-armed. Then she can blame the person that pre-armed it. There's no incentive to 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 settle. Um, but they've got to get this shit under control with these B teams. It's a complete shit show. And I know, like I said, 99% of it is the business agent's fault. And management's fault. Uh, these B teams just doing what they're told to do. I've jumped on them pretty hard before, but because to me, if I talk about if you love the city letter care, nothing else will matter. 
If you love the city, if you love the city, let her care. If you do right by us, nothing else will matter. I think that the B teams, if they decided that we're going to love the city, let her care. And anybody telling us to settle this with some old bullshit language, I'm not doing it. You want to send me back to carrying mail? I'll go back. But I'm not going to completely, I'm not going to continue to shit on my brothers and sisters because my business agent don't know what in the fuck is going on. And it's too fucking stupid to see what's going on. Uh, too many business agents have taken on the mentality of our president, straight up bitch-ass coward. And uh, it's hurt the city letter carry. It's hurt us. And I'll talk about something here in a minute, what I'm talking about. But just straight up coward. And uh, too many business agents have taken on that mindset of our president, just a cowardly motherfucker. And so uh, you got to get your B teams fixed. If I'm president, like I said, I'm calling all of them up to national, whether it's pieces at a time or whatever, both sides, get this shit fixed, man. We need to get cases moving again uh, and quit all these stupid pre-arbs, threaten them with arbitration again. There's no incentive, like I said, to do shit. And um, so I, I would I would start, like I said, I would start with, with paying our B teams more on our side. You've got to you've got to pay them more money. Period. And and the new regime, whoever it's gonna be, y'all better do that. This president's wasted. He don't have a fucking clue what's going on with shit. He's this motherfucker. He don't know shit from shit. And so the new regime, when you come in, take care of your B teams. Take care of our side of the big fuck management. I don't give a fuck about them. If they make a penny, I don't give a fuck. They're paid too much. But our side, you've got to pay them more. You got If we can pay six figures to somebody who played in a rock band to come and, and work at National, if we can do that, you can pay your B teams more. We've got more people working at national right now than at any time in our history. So you you can pay the B teams more money. And I'm talking about substantially more money, substantially more money. We shouldn't have people sitting across the the seat from us across the table, making $30,000 more than us. That's disrespectful to, to our people sitting in there. It's complete disrespect. You've got great minds in the B team. Some of the most educated people I know are in the B team. And they're sitting across some dumb fucks making ten to $30,000 more than them. We should be ashamed of that. We should be ashamed of that. It's completely unacceptable. With the money that we have, it's completely unacceptable. To have our B teams making that little. They get a stipend. Okay? That don't mean shit. That don't mean shit. Their position is too important. Too important. When you talk about a position that sets precedent for installations, think of the importance of that position. I want somebody motivated motivated every day they go in there to sit. I did it for three days and I almost cried. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You need people motivated. And most of the time you motivate people with money. Uh, that's just how it works. <laughs> that's just, that's cold, hard truth, right? Is that, uh, but you've got to respect your B team people more than we are. You've got to respect them more than that and, and pay them. Pay those people money, real money, real money. I'm not talking about $5,000 more a year. I'm talking about real fucking money. Now, we can afford it. We can afford it. So anyway, all of that came off me right in a brief. Damn. But, <laughs> but you know, I had just been talking with somebody about the B teams, you know, and, and uh, just had these facts about the numbers that were – sitting there untimely and it's a complete disservice to the city letter carrier. Everything that we do from the top to the bottom, like I've said, you've got to love the city letter carrier and you got to put us first. If we're not being heard, if our cases aren't being heard, if our grievances aren't being heard, 
that's a disservice to us. It just is. Um, I was going to do the hour office time today. All my shit doesn't work. All my shit, I can't find it. So I'm going to have to do that later. Now, next week, I think, I'm like I said, I'm going to get into the Memphis cases and uh, let y'all hear that. I think you'll like it. Uh, not that it's anything spectacular, but it's just very interesting to hear, if you haven't been inside of an arbitration, to hear uh, direct questioning, cross-examination. Um, and I do my closing on my, the fourth episode. I'll make it about four episodes. We'll do that starting next week, I believe, okay? Uh, but, you know, if things come through that I, I think that y'all need to, you know, we always try to be ahead of the curve here on from eight arbitration. But if things come through, I will definitely talk about those things and then do the episode because it'll be recorded. Okay. So it shouldn't take too long. I've got to go through and edit out the names, but um, we'll do that uh, starting next week. And uh, I think that'll be entertaining to you just to, to get yourself inside a very skilled, highly skilled arbitration. Uh, I went against the best that they had. Uh, this guy's always great to go against because he's so good. And so uh, went against him. Postal inspectors are involved. You get to see me getting their ass pretty good. Um, so it'll be the second day. It'll be management's part. You know, the first part was uh, Jason Ashley, who was incredible. He's always incredible. Uh, the guy knows union. He's very intelligent. Uh, matter of fact, the, uh, the arbitrator acknowledged him as an expert witness on the joint statement. And so um, you always want that from your witnesses. But, uh, yeah, he did fantastic. So today I'm just going to talk about several topics, okay, if that's all right with y'all. Um, Tyler Vassar. Uh, y'all remember he was on. A lot of uh, branches are passing that uh, resolution, the uh, opening bargaining resolution. Uh, a lot of branches are passing those. Uh, send those to me or get on from 8arbitration.com and send them to Jeremy, the admin uh, at from 8arbitration.com. He's going to put those up on from 8arbitration.com, okay? Uh, but a lot of people are passing those resolutions. Uh, I'm going to keep you all posted on the next Zoom meeting for that, all right? And so the next Zoom meeting that comes, it'll be in March 10th, I believe it is. And so the, the link will be put up. I'll make sure that the link gets put up on Reddit, Discord, and from 8arbitration.com. I'll put it up on the uh, Facebook page as well. And um, so it says, here's the info we talked about. Here's the link to register for the next Zoom meeting on Sunday, March 10th. And so I'll put these links up, and that way you can go on and register so they'll know about how many people are on there. We had 100. I'd like to see 300 on this next one. Uh, this is the movement you've been waiting for that you've been talking about. We're not talking about a ground roots uprising. Uh, the, I think the team has already been put in place that's going to take over the NLC. Uh, but we're going to need things like this to, to kind of gain support, right, when you talk about a ground roots uprising. And when I talk about the CCAs need to get together and make sure that they vote, whatever y'all need to do, CCAs, get together, however you want to do it. If you want, if you want to get on the made arbitration, get you a spokesperson and uh, as a unit, CCAs vote. And uh, because this administration doesn't care about you because you don't vote, that was told to me. Because you don't vote, you need to show them that you're going to vote, CCAs. You need to show them that you're going to vote, okay? You've got this group in Minneapolis with their hair on fire right now that's starting this uh, ground roots uprising of their own, this, this a swell of support for that. Um, a lot of people messaging me about Tyler Vassar and that group that are doing that. That's what we're going to need if we're going to take back over this union, Okay. Uh, this group is coming in. They're going to be. They're going to win the election. Now, that's a foregone conclusion. Uh, this president we have now is not going to make it. He's just not going to make it. But uh, I'll put that link up so that you can um, register. Okay. 
we're going to get a militant union back in here and things are going to change. And the rec and the city literature is going to be first again, not the almighty dollar. Yeah. It's ruined the NELC. This, this starvation from money has ruined us. And uh, so we're going to change shit. All right. And so I'll make sure that that gets put up uh, the links so that y'all can register and get on that Zoom meeting, March 10th, and uh, it's at noon. And so uh, I'd love to see about 300 people on there, and we're going to try to keep it growing from there, all right? Had a gentleman send me this the other day and wanted me to read it, and I'm going to read it. And he had, he had reached out to uh, our president about TRAP, was completely frustrated with that, and about us being uh, monitored with the scanners. Outside of the process, outside of the memos, uh, management basically doing street observations with the scanners. Uh, they're not going out there like they're prescribed to do in 134 of the M39. And uh, so he wanted me to read his the, the response. And I'm going to read this response and I'm going to talk about it uh, because it kind of embodies what I've been talking about this administration for quite some time. The sheer stupidity and cowardice of uh, our leadership right now is em embodied in this letter. It is somebody that's so fucking out of touch with a city letter carrier. Uh, when I read this letter, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's, it's like the motherfuckers never worked as a city letter carrier on this floor. That's the reason I say you need to have some time on the floor uh, when you make decisions so you don't make decisions that are stupid and cowardly and dumbass like, like this one here. But this is what it says. This follows your letters received January 3rd and January 9th of 2024 regarding various concerns about the technology integrated route evaluation and adjustment process, TRAP, and the use of GPS data recorded by the mobile delivery device, MDD. Thank you for writing. While I hear and understand your concerns related to the scrutiny of carriers' activities using GPS data, and TRAP, there are some important positive aspects of the process to keep in mind. The use of this technology provides the joint teams with more information than ever before about each route. The evaluation and adjustment are based on what the letter carriers actually did and their input, but it is completely up to the team using the information input on the route. There are no projections involved. Certain events are flagged for the team to review, but it is completely up to the team using the information they have and the carrier's input to make all decisions about each route. Second, the new tools we have available will allow the teams to identify and eliminate any data errors or other issues that may affect the actual average time for the route in the evaluation period. The process combines this increased information with more interaction and input with the carriers. In TRAP, letter carriers are given more opportunities than ever before to provide the team with information particular to their route. Another area of improvement in the adjustment process, as you know, in past adjustments, managers would accompany carriers on the route to create a PS Form 3999 that was used to determine the value of territory transferred from one route to the other. The Digital Street Review DSR program allows the teams to choose a representative day and generate a PS Form 3999. Using the carrier's input, the teams review the resulting PS Form 3999 DSR to ensure that the file is representative and the data is clean. In most cases, this eliminates the need for more managers to go with a carrier on the street for route adjustment purposes. After speaking with carriers, Local office contacts and route evaluation and adjustment team, REIT members, from around the country, most carriers prefer an electronic PS Form 3999 DSR be jointly created by the team than having a management representative accompany them out on the route all day. The goal of TRAP is to use as much information as available to make the best estimation of each route's workload and to adjust the workload so each route is as near eight hours as possible in some cases. This can be challenging based on each route's unique circumstances. I'm confident the REIT and DLT has and will continue to do the very best they can to make a fair 
and accurate evaluation of each route. Regarding your concerns with the use of GPS tracking to monitor carriers, I certainly understand it may seem unnecessary, disrespectful, and threatening to some carriers to have technology and GPS data follow you throughout the workday. However, I would remind you that one benefit of the technology is, is that USPS management can now see exactly how hard carriers work every minute of the day. This technology also allows the evaluation teams to see if carriers routinely skip or shorten their lunch and breaks and then take this into consideration when evaluating the route. I recognize that the constant digital observation of hardworking letter carriers may seem a little like a violation of privacy and make some carriers uncomfortable. Still, if the use of this technology benefits carriers by creating a less intrusive, fair evaluation and adjustment of their routes, I think the benefits outweigh the negatives. Thank you for your service as a letter carrier and shop steward for the members of this branch. So, he completely fucked that up. He completely fucked that response up. When you say this, Regarding your concerns with the new use of GPS tracking to monitor carriers, I certainly understand it may seem unnecessary, disrespectful, and threatening to some carriers to have technology and GPS data follow you throughout your workday. How about this here, motherfucker? It's a violation of 134 of the M39 handbook to have that happen. How about that, you dumb shit? That's the reason, folks, this shit is happening. That's the reason your, your, your business agents don't pursue this because their dumbass leader is telling you, I'm at, you could be threatening to have you monitored. You can't do it, you dumb fuck. 134 of the M39 handbook is clear how you're going to do street observations on me. What you should have responded with is this. If management is tracking you outside of these memos, that's a grievance. If management is using this for anything other than route evaluation data, it's a grievance. So if you're telling me, sir, that wrote this letter, that management is using this, local management is using this outside of the memos, we're going to grieve it because that's a violation of 134. What you've done is supported these dumb fucks for doing it. That's how damn stupid you are, man. That's the reason I know you've not worked on this fucking floor for any period of time. When I say that we've been abused more based off of these memos, the reason is is that we got a cowardly motherfucker running this thing that doesn't give a shit what they do to you on the floor. I'll read this down here. I recognize that the constant digital observation of hardworking letter carriers may seem like a violation of privacy. No, bitch, it's a violation of the contract. It's a violation of 134 of the M39 handbook. And because you haven't taken that stance, this is what happens. We have people that are being bullied because of stationary events outside of these fucking memos. You dipshit. It's outside of the memos. What your answer should have been is anything being done outside of these memos, breathe it. It's a violation of 134 of the M39 handbook. It's not a violation of privacy, you dumbass, and makes some carriers uncomfortable. It's not making me uncomfortable. What's making me uncomfortable is, you dipshit, is when they call us in there all the time about stationary events outside of the fucking memos. But because you put this shit on your stupid memos and your dumbass name on it, what's happened is the carriers are being bullied. Do you get that? Is that that far over your fucking head? You're a smart dude, man. But if all you've got to offer me is smarts, we're in fucking trouble. We're in fucking trouble. I deal with smart people all the fucking time. But if all you've got to offer the city letter carriers is I'm a smart guy, we're in fucking trouble, baby. We're in fucking trouble, man. They cannot do it outside of the memos is what the answer should have been. What you should have said is, are you telling me? If they're watching y'all outside of these memos, if they're doing that, if they're using route data or if they're using GPS data to call you in there and talk about uh, stationary events, we're going to grieve that. As the president, I don't like that. I didn't sign off on that. That's not what I'm signing off on these memos for. You have supported 
them bullying us when you said that. You had supported management bullying the city letter care when you wrote that. And that's exactly what this guy said. He said, this dude's out of touch, man. You're fucking it right. The motherfucker's out of touch. He's out of touch. Never been on the fucking floor. I don't know how long he worked on the floor, but it wasn't for notes. I spent more time in the shitter than this guy had on the workroom floor during his tenure. I sat on the toilet more, more time than this motherfucker's been on the workroom floor. He ain't spend no time on the fucking floor, and he's going to write some dumbass. I may say may seem intrusive. Uh, and, and what was the other shit he said? May make some carriers uncomfortable. Um, fucker sitting up in a fucking office making 200 something thousand dollars going to talk about it may be uncomfortable to have management bully y'all it may be uncomfortable to have people question y'all in investigative interviews about stationary events that may be uncomfortable to you to have bullies on the workroom floor talking about stationary events putting up signs about stationary events, putting on whiteboards about stationary events, giving you investigative interviews about stationary events, giving you discipline about stationary events. It may be uncomfortable. What a dumb shit you are, man. A dog. Holy shit, man. No wonder we're in fucking trouble. We don't know what in the fuck is going on up there. B-team's in fucking disarray. Business agents so worried about kissing this motherfucker's ass. They don't do shit. Uh, you know, and it, hey, look, it's not the B-team's fault. I, I'm saying that here now. They're going to do what they're told to do. They're going to do what they're told to do. Uh, but our leadership has fucking lost it, man. To send a letter out that it may be uncomfortable. It may be intrusive. No, it's a violation of 134 of the N39 handbook is what it is. And the and don't even get me started on the rate teams, the, this fucking T-Rap process, which has gone down the fucking shitter. This shit has gone down the fucking shitter. Man, the things that are sent to me by people that are on there that are saying, man, this thing is not going like we had planned. To hang on to that, because my name is on it, is pride. To hang on to this fucking rate team T-Rap bullshit, now you're going to make it permanent in the new contract? God help us. God help us, man. We got shit going on here, man, that, I, I hey, God help us. I, the shit that I see, I feel like putting everything up on something that I see. Just editing out the name so that y'all can see the shit that I see that people send me. It keeps me pissed all week long. God. It's not working. It's not fucking working. Uh, and I don't care what kind of numbers they throw out at y'all, man. I, the shit I see off of this T-Rap bullshit is unbelievable. Change can't come fast enough for me, man. Chains can't half these business agents need to be fucking gone. Need to be fucking. They ain't got no business doing anything union. These motherfuckers don't know shit. Some of our now, I tell you, you got Manny Peralta, James Henry, Jackson, Julian, told, uh, you know those guys have been through the fucking battles. Okay, so when I talk about national, I'm not talking about them. They have been through the battles and they got all my respect. But you got two clowns up there in the top of this motherfucker. It's I don't know what in the fuck they're doing. I don't Holy fuck, man. Oh, shit. Hip. Hip. Hip grievances. I told you, like... We're fixing to get bamboozled on all that. Did y'all know that uh, they're falsifying HIP already this year? People are sending me where they have looked. Now, y'all look at your training. Look at your training. I guarantee it's going to be falsified again. People are sending me screenshots of their training. It's being falsified again. Do you know how that is? Our weak-ass president. 
our weak ass president on that fucking stance. He's so worried about French kissing DeJoy. This motherfucker completely dropped a fucking ball on hip. Completely dropped a fucking ball. I, I said he should have written a letter that went in every case file about how fucking irate he is about them falsifying this training. The newspapers would call him, and this this motherfucker would say, it looks like there's some discrepancies. So worried about telling these motherfuckers it's falsified. He won't even say falsified. He's saying, looks like there's some discrepancies. Motherfucker. They're falsifying it again. It's still being falsified today. A guy sent me a, a stand-up talk where the manager said, y'all thought y'all got us. Y'all thought y'all got us. Talking about these grievances. So they know. They they got away with it. One of the greatest scams in history of the NELC, City Letter Carriers, the falsification of this hip training. And our president, in the fetal position up under his desk, hoping that DeJoy don't call him out on it. In a fucking fetal position. Fucking scared to death. To come out strong for the city letter care. I tell you what, man, if I was president, my ass would still be cussing. I'd say the motherfuckers falsified it every fucking day. Whoever called me, hey, this is so-and-so. They falsified it. What are you talking about? Are you not calling about hip? No, I was talking about, oh, well, fuck. What do you want to talk about? Every time I picked up the fucking phone, hey, so-and-so wants you. Yeah, they falsified it. Uh, excuse me? Who is this? Every time they said it's falsified, they falsified it. I'd write letters, put these in the files. It's the president raising hell on behalf of our city letter carriers, especially our brother Gates. They falsified it. You know what they're doing now? Falsifying it. You know why? Because we didn't take no stance on it. You had a couple of regions that went off, you know, like I said, Davidson and Cariff uh, and some others, you know. Went off. You had some that just didn't give a fuck at all about the false. They didn't want the headache of a grievance. Um, so that's uh, that's where we are with hip. It's being falsified still. Now today, after all the shit we've been through, all the shit we've done, still being falsified. Check on y'all's hip. Check on y'all's hip grievances. I mean. Check on uh, y'all's hip training, okay? Check on your hip training. Uh, I guarantee you got you're also being falsified now. Uh, they're putting stand-up talks were given that were never given. Uh, they're falsifying everything, okay? So check on y'all's hip. Uh, they're being falsified. Uh, I told a couple people I'd read some things for them, uh, and and it goes back to. The cowardly ass pre-arb sessions. I've just ranted this whole time, hadn't I? I couldn't find my shit about the hour office time, so I'm just making a fucking episode out of me just ranting about shit. Is that all right with y'all today? Huh? I was too fucking tired yesterday from writing a fucking brief. Because, uh, look, management writes a brief. It's 38 pages, okay? Every bit of it's new argument. Every bit of it. And I and I know that's what's going to happen. So I'm pissed when I get it. I'm pissed already when I get the motherfucker because I know I won't have to deal with all new argument because that's all they do. So most of the brief is new argument. Most of it. So it just pisses me the fuck off. So yesterday I was tired and pissed. Okay. So, and today I've, I've relaxed a little bit, but I'm still kind of pissed. But then I couldn't get to my shit. So I could do that hour office time episode. And so I'm just a bunch of people sent me some shit they want me to read. So I'm just going to read this shit. All right. <laughs> so here's a person that said uh, the B team representative fought hard for me. And then the business agent's office sold me out. So I get these all the time. And, and it goes back to these pre-arb sessions uh, that completely sell us out. Complete, and, and like I said, on day one of business agents, those things are done. You can. We'll have pre-arb sessions. There's going to be strong parameters, guidelines set on these pre-arbs. So this one said this. 
The issue in this case is did management violate Article 8 of the National Agreement as it pertains to overtime assignments? The DRT decided to resolve the grievance in part and declared an impasse in part. The parties agree management violated Article 8 and paid the ODL. The only dispute is the remedy for the non-ODL employees and whether an instructional cease and desist is warranted. This settlement will be incorporated into the Step B decision. And so so they paid the ODLs, right? But management's the dumbest argument ever, and I've got great sites on this, uh, is why should we pay the non-ODLs? They've already been paid. They were Well, they've been paid because you forced them to do the work. They had to do the work. And you've got to pay them for the work that they've done. So, of course, they've been paid. You forced them to do something in violation of the contract. It's the work now, grieve later. So you forced them to do the, the, the work. Of course, they were paid to do it. That's common sense. But what are we going to do for the violation of the contract? They didn't want to do the work. So you violated the contract. You violated their rights in accordance with Article 8. So what are we going to do about that? So management always makes this dumbass argument of, well, the non-ODLs have already been paid, so why would we pay them further? And then they didn't want to give a cease and desist on the violation of the contract. And that's another thing that we're having to fight like hell now is to get cease and desist back because we sold ourselves to the devil about these cease and desists. Uh, we have sold us out. They have sold the letter carrier out as far as the cease and assist when management just flat told us we're not doing cease and assist anymore. Rather than us saying, well, strap it up, motherfuckers, let's go. We're going in arbitration in until we can break y'all's fucking back on the cease and assist. Instead of doing that, we back the fuck up. And we had hell to pay ever since. And now we're having a hard time in arbitration. Because they're trying to sell it as, you know, that's only for the most egregious of violations or cease and desist. Uh, that's idiotic. But because we put ourselves in such a stranglehold uh, on ourselves because of this stupid ass backing up on these cease and desist, it's, we're having a hard fucking time now. That's how stupid we are as a union uh, to do that. And so uh, I remember when it happened. And I'm saying, what in the fuck are we doing? Why are we going backwards? And, well, National says we're just not going to do cease and desist anymore. And so, hey, we're reaping the whirlwind ever since. But So here's what the pre-arb says. Management will refrain from future violations and abide by Article 8. So they sent it up in part. They paid the ODL what they should have been paid. They didn't pay the non-ODL, and they sent it up because of an instructional cease and desist. So here's the language my man got. Management will, abide, management will refrain from future violations of uh, and abide by Article 8. That's bitch-ass language. It, it just is. It just, so you didn't want to spend money to go to arbitration and get a cease and desist. You didn't want to spend money. And I've shown you all the devastation of the cease and desist. And that's why management wanted us to get off of it. That's why management told us, let's get off of a cease and assist. We don't want to do that anymore because we've devastated them in arbitration. And what do we do? We, we bow down to them like we always do. We always bow down to these sorry, worthless, low-down, lying motherfuckers. And I don't know why those days are coming to an end. Like I said, a new NALC is coming. Those days are over with. You're getting some fucking hard ankles in there, some militant motherfuckers back in these spots, and we're going to deal with shit. Uh, we've got so many fucking towers all the way through this motherfucker, all the way down through the workroom floor shop stewards, branch presidents who don't do shit, who aren't worth shit, who are conniving, manipulating, cheating low-down bastards themselves. Uh, and, you know, business agents who don't do shit to protect carriers. I don't know how many emails I get. I've messaged the business agent's office. They won't return my call. They won't return my email. Nobody will talk to me. What do I do? What good are you? What fucking good are you if you're not going to help the city letter care? I need to quit that. Let's get back on this thing here. So it's bitch-ass language. Management will refrain from future violations and abide by Article 8 of the National Agreement as it pertains to overtime assignments. That doesn't mean anything. The arbitrator's not even going to acknowledge that, that weak-ass shit. 
management will immediately stop said violation. Mm, that's intimidating. Management will immediately stop said violation. <laughs> Scared them right there, man. As a remedy, the non-ODL employees improperly worked, mandated overtime, would be compensated an additional 50% for the hours they were improperly required to work. So we couldn't get them paid at the at the overtime rate. Uh, they gave them the 50% premium for, that's basically the remedy for uh, 12 and 60 violations. So uh, anyway, there's your decision, my friend. I read it for you, and I'm in agreement with you. It's cowardly. It's uh, full of shit. It does nothing. It compensated the ODLs. You're going to get that in arbitration anyway. And so it's wasted paper. I agree with you, my brother. Uh, here's one, a settlement, and this uh, individual reached out to thank us about the certifieds and the DPS. Um, he said, hey, just wanted to send this to you and uh, thank the, the, the team from Aid Arbitration for, for putting this out there. But it says um, management violated Article 19 of the National Agreement when they distributed certified mail in the DPS mail. Management shall cease and assist the stated violations. Management shall follow handbooks and manuals as they pertain to certified mail. This agreement constitutes the full and final sum of all issues pertaining to the above uh, captioned agreement. So uh, here's one where it says management shall cease and assist the stated violation, which is fantastic. And it's dealing with certifieds in the DPS. Remember, we had that episode long ago. They filed on it, and they won it. A lot of people on social media said there is no grievance. A lot of them were saying, hey, that's not a grievance. Um, just deliver them. Just do like this. Remember, we had that episode. File on the certifieds in the DPS. It's another way of management stealing our office time. They want us out of the office in an hour. What are they going to do to do that? They're going to put certifieds in the DPS so we won't have to sign for them any longer. All the things that we used to do in the office, they're taken away from us. So we have to grieve everything. Like I always say, grieve everything. And that's one of the things that we should have grieved. This person did and won it. So to you, sir, that sent that to me, congratulations. That's a great job. Here's another person to ask me a question on Spotify. And this was about my friend. I told you the um, the one where management stole her purse and her union bag, took it home, threw it all the way, and I went on a rant on that because it pissed me off how they did my friend. This person says, please explain why she couldn't go to the police for theft as well as postal inspectors. If I get yelled at, if I fucking call the cops on their ass, verbal abuse. Uh, theft is law, so PM should be held responsible. Um Maybe I didn't explain it well enough, but she did press charges on the lady, and the lady admitted guilt in court. She she uh, pled guilty. So uh, I I had said that, but maybe I didn't explain it well enough. And she did go to the postal inspectors. They were involved because, remember, I said they sent the redacted postal inspectors report. That the full, whole thing was redacted. The whole thing was black. And so JB requested, and they gave him an unredacted one. So she did. She did press charges. The lady pled guilty. I was raising hell because we couldn't even get a cease and assist. So, um, but I appreciate that one. Here's something that goes along with that little chicken shit letter. It says carriers are being called in the office for stationary events, and one carrier was charged an hour of annual leave. Branch says there's no grievance. Any language out there I can use to pass on to my carriers. Uh, well, unfortunately, I would say yes. 134 of the M39 handbook, GPS data, also the, the, the step four about GPS data. Um, but you can't spy on me or use covert techniques. That's how I would handle it. If they're calling you in the office for stationary events and even charging annually, that must be the discomfort that our dumbass president's talking about. That must be the inconvenience that this dumbass we have sitting up there in a president's office is talking about. Uh, that might be what he's talking about. They're taking annual leave from us now to try to bully us out of these stationary events, not knowing what in the fuck we're doing. You know, we're out there delivering mail. They're going to take annual leave from us for a stationary event. Uh, that's the reason the response should have been, if they're doing anything outside of these memos, if local management is doing that, it's a grievance. They shouldn't be doing that. This is for these rate teams only. This is for this TRAP process only. 
when we talk about these scanners, the scanner data, looking at us on the scanners, watching us on the scanners, if local management is doing that, we need to be grieving that under 134 of the M39 handbook. And I'm going to get my business agents in line to where they'll address that. But you don't. You don't do that. You didn't do that. Um, you're too busy lip-locking with PMG to take care of us. And so this is what happens. Carriers are being called in the office for stationary events. And one carrier was charged an hour of annual leave. Branch says no grievance. Well, that's probably because your president's in bed with management on this. So, you know, to me, it's a grievance. It definitely is. And I've, and I've given y'all grievances, you know, grievance starters on stationary events and shit. And here's one that I get all the time. I get these all the time. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to get these. It does. Because I wish I could drive to wherever you are and represent you. But this is what I'm talking about, the disarray we're in uh, with the NBAs not doing shit. Uh, you got most of them, I wouldn't say most of them, you got half of them that are in there for their retirement only and that money. You couldn't melt them and pour them back on the route. You couldn't melt half of them and pour them back out on a route. The motherfuckers ain't going to do nothing. And and representing carriers is a hindrance to them. It's a burden. But they're in there to get that retirement, that other retirement, that sweet-ass retirement, and be done with it. Okay? And so here's what somebody sent me. Got another issue that is similar. Our union president is out of another office. He will not respond to text or calls. I requested steward time. Him. Because we have no steward. I've heard absolutely nothing 10 days ago. I have spoken to the region business agent, who I got nowhere with. He wanted me to go through the president, who I told him was the problem. He wasn't doing anything. Postmaster is putting in leave without pay if you call out at all. Do the 3971 auto disapproval of the documentation and leave without pay. Call out day before or after a holiday, automatic 16 hours of leave without pay. They're breaking Article 8 every single day. And using eight-hour carriers as overtime carriers. We literally have no representation. If you could point me to any help in this region, I'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you for all you do. Uh, and so what do you tell them? And if they get on social media, they would be like, you step up and be the steward. You step up and be the, hey, I pay dues, man. I pay dues. I deserve representation. Maybe I'm in a position where I can't be the steward. Maybe it's in a farm town. And so I have to get off and go do tend to my farm. Now, whatever reason it is, the business agent's office should be taking care of that. That's what they do. So they need to send in outside help. Uh, but what good does it do to tell me to go back to the president who I've already contacted who won't return my calls or text? Uh, that's what I'm talking about. When you have to have that love affair with the city letter care, you got to have that passion for the city letter care. That's exactly what I'm talking about. We don't have that in the business agent's office. Uh, there are a few, but a majority don't have that love affair for the city letter care. If you had that love affair for the city letter care, these type messages wouldn't be coming to me. If you said, hey, Article 8 is being violated every day. Every time somebody calls in, they're getting leave without pay. We have no representation. You know what I do as a business agent? I'm sending representation tomorrow. Have a list of things that are going wrong in that office, and I'm going to address them. That's what a business agent should do. He'll call the president. Hey, this is business agent Corey Walton. Yeah, I'm sending in outside help to go to this station who has no representation. They'll be there tomorrow. And that's what you do. But we don't have that love affair any longer for the city letter care. Our president does it because he wasn't a city letter care for any period of time. Uh, and so when you have that, when it's all about money and it's all about prestige and title and smarts, uh, you forget about us down here on the working floor. You forget about that love affair for the city letter care that would make you that me quit getting these type messages here. Uh, and so until we get back to having that love affair, yeah, we'll still have shit like this going on. I'm just going to cover a lot of shit today. Just getting rid of these screenshots that I have. All right, here's a letter of warning that somebody uh, sent to me. And, and I'm going to address this. And, and then I'm going to be done with it. All right. 
it's just an hour of me just raising hell. And I hate doing that, but like I said, when I couldn't get into my, I don't know what happened to my hour office time shit. I'm terrible at this stuff, so I'll have, I'll get Jeremy to find it for me. But I didn't realize until I just sat down here to do this, I couldn't pull up my hour office time, the the what people had sent me. So I'm going to have to have Jeremy help me with it. But anyway, here's a letter of warning somebody sent me, wanted me to help with it. So we're going to talk about it. Uh, letter of warning, failure to follow instructions and willful delay of the mail. Now, that's a hard one to prove for management, the willful delay of mail, because I'm going to define willful. All right. I'm going to define willful. And so you got failure to follow instructions and willful delay of the mail. Reasons for the letter of warning issuance are described below. On 2-5-24, you participated in an investigative interview with management team member so-and-so and union representative so-and-so. During the interview, you were given an opportunity to provide an acceptable explanation for your failure to follow instructions. You acknowledge that you are not supposed to leave mail in your case without proper documentation. You said that you were aware that it is against postal policy and a federal offense to willfully delay mail, destroy or dispose of mail. Yet despite these facts, you willfully delayed mail in your case left unmarked for 757 to 767 Street Failing to follow these instructions of your supervisor to pull all mail out of your case. It is my hope that this letter of warning will impress upon you the seriousness of your actions and facilitate a sincere desire to correct your following instruction deficiencies. And so what happened was this carrier had two sleepers, right? Pulled a route down, looked, didn't see anything. Uh, when she gets back, management says, hey, we found two sleepers in your case. All right at these addresses, they were in the back back there, in these two addresses. So they give her an official. I mean, they give her an investigative interview, and then this letter of warning. And so, what management is going to have to prove is is that my intentions were willful. Right when you talk about examples of behavior on page sixteen three, examples of behavior are one of those is was it intentional. You have to show that what I did was intentional. And it's all too easy to put two things in the case while I'm gone. Uh, that's much too easy. If you're trying to get somebody, when I leave, go get some mail and shove it back in the damn case on my ass. So that's a, that's a tough one for me to swallow. But when you talk about the willful delay of mail, you have to, that burdens on management. They have to prove that my intentions were willful, uh, that it was intentional. And so uh, I told this individual, I said, hey, if they're going to do that, I would go and get a picture of all of the DPS errors. And I'd put that in the file and say, I want to see the discipline for these individuals that run this machine because I've got three trays of DPS errors. Well, that's not the same. Why is it not the same? I'm sure they didn't intend for that to happen, just like this person didn't intend for that to happen. Sometimes shit just happens. And so, and then they cited the willful delay, the, the criminal statute. And remember, I did the, the uh, episode on criminal statutes. Remember that? And so go back, find that one on criminal statutes and use that, all right? Uh, because you cannot cite a criminal statute against me if I've not been charged criminally. If I've not been investigated by federal agents, you cannot charge me criminally. And that's what they did. They put the criminal statute in there on that one. And so that does not apply here. And so there's your letter of warning. That's all I would do. Uh, you cannot prove that it was willful. You cannot prove that my intentions were willful or they were deliberate. All right. And so there's your letter of warning. Here's another thing I told somebody to read. I don't know if it's going to help them or not, but. It says, does anyone in the St. Peter, Florida area, St. Pete, Florida area, have a discount or free ice machine that our north side postal carriers could buy or have? We have about 50 mail carriers that are in need of one. Management and our postal union has declined to provide us with one, even though every office in the city has one. We have had several mail carriers this past year die from heat-related issues. 
Please message me if you have one available. Thank you in advance. So if anybody has an Iceman and they reached out to me to read this, and that's what I'm doing. Uh, so does if anybody has an ice machine in the St. Pete, Florida area and have a discount or free ice machine, uh, contact them. Or you can contact me, and I will help them out. Uh, but they sent that to me, asked me to read it, and so there you have it. Anyone in the St. Pete, Florida area have a discount or free ice machine. And so if anybody can help them out, our brothers and sisters, I would greatly appreciate it. All right, that's all I'm going to do on this episode. That's just an hour of just, if you talk about salted peanuts, I guess you could call it that. Just an hour of me being mad at shit because I had to do this brief. <laughs> so, And I couldn't get to my damn hour office time episode uh, thing I was going to do. So next week, uh, I'm going to start the Memphis hearing, okay? Y'all okay with that? So let me know if you're not. Um, but I'm going to start the Memphis hearing next week. Then I'm going to come back and do the grievance of the month from Discord. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, I'm going to do it. So the next four episodes will be this Memphis hearing, okay? Uh, before it starts, I'll break down kind of what happened. Who's going to be, uh, I'm not going to name names, but who's going to be questioned and uh, kind of where I'm going with them. I set up different witnesses with other witnesses. Does you make sense? Like if I'm questioning somebody, I may not be wanting anything from them other than to expose another witnesses that's coming up later. And you'll see that happen in real time uh, with these uh, with this uh, re these recordings where I'm setting up other witnesses based off of other witnesses' testimony and setting traps that other witnesses will fall into, okay? And there's a lot of that going on, a lot of objections. Uh, I take risks. More so than I would have is a very important case. So I do. Uh, you'll see me take risks that I normally wouldn't have taken, uh, objections that I normally wouldn't object to. Uh, there's a lot of leading on management's part. They lead a lot, and I don't object a whole lot to that unless uh, you'll hear me object uh, some to leading questions in this. But if they're not really getting anything, I don't really object to it. Um, but it's kind of some high-level stuff, man. It's really good stuff. I think you'll like it, but if I have other things to touch on, I'll do that as well, okay, before I get started with those episodes. So sorry I didn't get the episode on last night, man. I was flat bushed. I mean, I was zonked, man, after that. It was 48 pages of brief I typed out, and so I was, my head was done. Then I get home today. I'm going to do the hour office time thing, just kind of touch on that. Can't get it to download, so... I just had to get a bunch of screenshots and run through that. So hopefully that was okay with y'all, all right? Sorry that wasn't very educational. It's kind of going off on our president for not being presidential. But, man, what's new? So anyway, uh, get on Discord. That's, a lot of people are thanking me on messages about Discord. I think I read something to y'all last week about Discord. Uh, the amount of help that people are getting on Discord. Uh, get on from aidarbitration.com and it'll prompt you to Discord. Also to Reddit. A lot of people are on Reddit and a lot of great stuff, a lot of great questions being asked on Reddit. A lot of great questions being asked on Reddit. And so get on those two things, Discord and Reddit and from aidarbitration.com. And he's got a bunch of stuff on from aidarbitration.com, a bunch of fantastic stuff. Remember to get your shirts. All right. Remember to get your from eight arbitration shirts. We're going to uh, give that money to uh, MDA. Like I said, uh, shirts are going pretty well still. So uh, hopefully a lot of people in Boston be wearing those shirts. Now, some of them y'all are talking about wearing. I don't know about y'all, man. I worry about you. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I worry about some of y'all with these shirts y'all want to get. Uh, but hey, whatever y'all want to get, man, I don't care. You know, but uh also, uh, Ron Speakman on Fed Up, he's got a very good thing. Jeremy's put a very good thing up there for him. Uh, Ron Speakman on Fed Up, he also sells shirts. And um, I don't know if he has a, it says he's got a link to shirts on his Facebook. It's on uh, from aidarbitration.com. So y'all go help out my man, Ron Speakman, who does a great job on his podcast, Fed Up. And um, so with that being said, man, that's an hour and 10 minutes of me just angry. All right. Hey, hey, I love each and every one of you, man. With all my heart, I do. 
I want the best union we can have. And that's all I care about. The best union we can have. Like I said, I'm not a representative of the NELC whatsoever. I'm a city letter carrier that wants my union to do better. And uh, so how are we going to do that? We're going to take things in our own hands and make sure that it's better. All right. Uh, and, and promise you change is coming, man. Just hang in there. Hang in there with me. Uh, change is coming. And it's going to be some good change. I think you are going to finally be proud of the NELC again uh, and what it stands for and not cowardice. And uh, I can't stand cowardice at all. But anyway, that's that for this one. I love y'all very much. Like I said, next week we're getting into our four-week episode of Memphis. All right? A little mini-series on Memphis, all right? And I'll talk to y'all next Sunday, all right?